Hi everybody, Karen Roby here for ZDNet with Jason Cipriani and Jason Perlow. Together they make up Jason Squared and we're chatting today about Apple Card, Apple Pay, and just uh, mobile payments in general. So Jason Cipriani, let's start with you. Uh, expand a little bit on where we stand with all this and what's to come. Yeah, I, I think it's been a, quite a long journey, especially as Apple is concerned, you know, as seeing mobile payments kind of come into the mainstream. I think it was three or four years ago when Apple first announced Apple Pay, and it was a slow adoption rate from there. Uh, you know, it was a long time after they first announced Apple Pay, which allows you to tap your phone at a payment terminal to actually, you know, transmit payment information with randomized credit card numbers. And it's, it's an extremely secure process. But for the longest time, I could only use it at Walgreens and McDonald's. Uh, here within the last year or so, you know, the local grocery store down the street from me actually got contactless payment systems put in. So the adoption rate has gone up quite a bit. I see a lot of people using it out and about um, that in normally in the past, you know, anytime I used it, even at one point when I used Samsung's uh, Samsung Pay, where it actually mimics a credit card uh, scanning feature when you hold it up to the payment terminal, even if they don't have contactless payment, I was told to leave the gas station and never come back because I was doing some sort of black magic hacking on the system. But so we've seen the adoption rate go up quite a bit. People don't blink twice at it now. And with the release of iOS 12.4 this last week and Apple's earlier announcement of Apple Card, uh, we're likely to see that adoption go up even more. And more specifically, what Apple Card is, is Apple trying to own the entire stack. Instead of adding your Wells Fargo or US Bank or whatever your banking institution card is to the mobile payment app, uh, the wallet app on your iPhone, Apple is releasing its own credit card that's all managed and ran from uh, your iPhone directly. And rumors and speculation had led up that iOS 12.4 would be the grand launch of that. We've seen iOS 12.4 now and no real word on Apple Card release yet, but it has to happen any day. Okay, and good to know, uh, Jason, that we're expanding from McDonald's and Walgreens and just might be a little bit until uh, some of the gas stations get on board and places like that. So Jason Perlow, uh, we're gonna head to you now for your thoughts. Do you think this is something that people ultimately will really start to latch on to, or is this just something that Apple is gonna roll out and people don't really get on board? Well, you know, it, I, I mean, my personal experience with um, Apple Pay has been fantastic, um, much better than it was with, you know, and with trying to do this same sort of thing on my Android devices. Um, in the last, I would say, six months to a year, I've, I've, especially since buying, you know, the Apple Watch, right, the, my experience um, with using Apple Pay uh, at different types of terminals, at different types of businesses has been excellent, especially in South Florida. Um, actually, I, I had much more, better experience in South Florida paying for things with Apple Pay than I actually did in Northern California, you know, within three or four miles from, from Apple's, you know, spaceship headquarters. I was in Sunnyville. A bunch of restaurants didn't accept it at all. Um, neither did, you know, some of the local, um, the vendors at, at, at drugstores and things. So I do think it is kind of interesting where it is being supported and where it isn't. I think I'm seeing it happen a lot in, in small restaurants and things that where, where POS point of sale systems did not exist before and they're, and they're bringing in small iPad based uh, point of sale systems um, for transaction processing, for usually for checkout, you know, usually at a quick serve restaurant, not usually a restaurant where you have uh, a, a waitress or, or, or a server comes to you at the table and asks you for your credit card with a chip and pin like you normally see in Europe or Canada. I think that's an area where I think we need to develop more where I think is can be the highest potential because quite frankly, 
I don't like to pull my credit card out at a restaurant, put it into that black folder. And meanwhile, I have a black credit card. It's a, it's a, it's a Chase Sapphire. So you put the black credit card in the black leather folder and it's, you know, dark, you know, you're in a restaurant, you know, with that's, it's, you know, it's a, maybe it's a nicer restaurant or it's, or it's a bar grill type of environment where the lighting is muted. You've had a couple of drinks and then suddenly you forget to get, take your credit card back. It's sitting, still sitting in the folder and maybe your house is an, is, is an hour away. And then the next day you realize, well, where's my credit card? Well, my gosh, I left it at the restaurant. That's exactly what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I went out to this nice Indian restaurant in Fort Lauderdale with some friends on a Friday night and it was dark and you know, we had a couple of drinks. I put the card down, I paid my part of the bill, drove home, then realized I didn't have my credit card. I had to go back to this part of Fort Lauderdale, which is terrible parking. Um, it takes an hour to get there because of traffic and it's a pain in the butt. If I had just been able to pay either with my iPhone or with my, my Apple, with my Apple watch with the terminal being brought to the table, like they can do in Europe and, and, and Canada because they have the chip and pin capability there, it wouldn't have been a problem. Um, so I, I, I like the fact that I have these devices on me all the time. I don't have to, one of them is always going to be in a state of charge. Um, I don't have to pull my wallet out of my, ba my, my bag with all, you know, 15 cards and IDs in it uh, and shuffle through them and potentially lose one and have one fall out. Um, I think it's a much more secure way of doing things. Now, if you look at the Apple Card itself, the Apple Card is actually far more secure than using a regular credit card because not only does it have the chip and pin technology that the modern credit cards have so it cannot be skimmed, doesn't have the identifying there's no identifying, well, first of all, using the electronic version, there's no credit card number or anything you can look at, right, or CDV. Um, so it's also got this thing called tokenization technology that they developed with Goldman Sachs, so that's completely randomized for each transaction that goes back and forth. So you can't intercept it, you know, with, 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 with the conventional ways that it's been done before. Um, for vendors that don't actually have um, a way to process um, electronic payments um, through Apple Pay, there is also a physical uh, Apple Card credit card made out of titanium that has the chip and pin and the tokenization technology built into it that can be used anywhere. It cannot be skimmed either. So that I think is going to be um, a huge benefit. Plus the expense tracking um, is going to be a, a huge, a huge sell of this card. Now everybody has rewards programs at different credit card providers. Um, but what I do really like about this is I can see itemized what what I'm spending money on, how many restaurants I went to, how many gas stations, how many retail outlets, and it'll, and it'll, you know, um, it'll actually classify all those things into nice charts and graphs. It'll tell you when your next payment is due, when you need to pay off the balance, how much you've paid to the balance, all those things in nice big, you know, charts and graphs that are easy to follow, which to me will be a, a godsend. I don't know why my, my, my existing credit card providers haven't produced some type of an app that does the same sort of thing. It sounds like it should be fairly easy, but I guess that it's not. So this is where Apple's um, sort of uh, customer and UX experience uh, really comes into play here. And I think this could be tremendous value for that. Yeah, no doubt. And this is kind of uh, locking people into their iPhones, you know, making it harder to leave. So I guess, uh, Jason Cipriani, that's really just the name of the game, right? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, as Apple slowly transitions to the services company, part of becoming a very strong services company and part of what's made Apple Apple all these years is locking people into your hardware um, and making users just continue to upgrade with the iPhone. With the Apple card, everything 
you do is managed on the iPhone. The sign-up process is in the wallet app. Immediately after being approved, you can begin making payments with the contactless system, you know, Apple Pay on your phone while they send you your titanium card in the mail, you know, a week or two later. Your, your bill payment is done through the app. Your uh, breakdown of your spending habits, all done through the app. Any uh, rewards or daily cash back is all put on your Apple Cash card. So yes, it'll be possible to leave iPhone if you have an Apple card and still use the physical card. But there's a lot of questions like, how do you make a payment if you don't have an iPhone, you know, through the wallet app, uh, if you have an Android device and you're just relying on the physical card. So yeah, this is definitely a, another, it's like iMessage. It's another lock-in for Apple device owners, where if you sign up and rely on the Apple card every day and you enjoy the cashback rewards and you use all those features, it is going to make switching from iPhone to Android or any other platform that, you know, may come out over the next five years, very, very difficult to do. And uh, it's not going to make it fun at all if you need to break away from that. Yeah, it seems like it would be really difficult to have it and not have an Apple device in hand. So Jason Perlow, um, you talked about having the card, how you really liked it. We've talked at length about that. So what do you think is going to take to get more buy-in from others? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously the, 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 the networks for all this payment processing is owned by the payment processing companies. You got this big company down here in the same town that I live in, it's called First Data. Um, they're a big payment processor. They create, they have terminal equipment that they, and, and services that they sell to, you know, restaurants, vendors, stores. It's about five or six of those um, really big one of those globally that have to adopt um, that technology or at the very least, um, you know, uh, upgrade their products so that they can support this type of payment processing. They own, they own the sort of the last mile network for processing those payments and going through the banks, but the, the, the hooks into uh, the, the actual devices themselves, um, the terminal equipment, you know, that has to be done um, with, with, in cooperation with Apple in some way. So that has to be done. Not every, you know, uh, there was a, a big push for all this terminal equipment for chip and pin um, over the last few years to be, to have all that equipment replaced. The question is, is the existing terminals that are out there at, different, at existing businesses, is it already ready? To be software upgradable and be usable with 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 near field uh, communications technology that's used by uh, these things, I, I don't know. That's something that has to be evaluated on a vendor per vendor basis. There's going to be probably some costs involved uh, to the businesses that um, have recently upgraded and, and and may not have something that's compatible. Um, I think a lot of them will probably just end up have just been waiting for this stuff to sort of shake out and, and, and are waiting to upgrade their equipment from a previous generation to the current one. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so I just want to touch a little bit on the, um, the services aspect that Apple's getting into and, and sort of the lock-in. Um, and I've written about this already, is that I, I really think it's in Apple's best interest uh, to approach their, all their services products, not just Apple Car, but also you know, video, news, music, messages, all the things that they do that run in the cloud, per se, uh, really needs to be multi-platform. So they need to bring this stuff to Windows. They need to bring this stuff to Android. There really should be an Apple Wallet application for Android um, so that you can use the Apple Card, you can sign up, you can pay for the Apple Card, all those things, and Apple Pay usable from Android. And the reason why I say this is there's a lot of Android users out there that don't want to switch off of Android, but maybe they have other Apple products in their, in, in their, in their wheel, wheelhouse. Maybe they, they, they're, they're Mac owners. Maybe they have Apple TVs. Um, but maybe they want to see Apple's you know, video 
uh, program and there's some nice shows that, that they've got coming down the line in their new video service. But I don't know if I want to buy an Apple TV for that. They've already stated that they're going to integrate with existing uh, smart TV technology and things like Roku. So they should be, they should be able to do that um, with Apple Card as well. You know, if they want to be a financial services provider, um, they, they can't just limit it to one, their own, their, just their platforms. So I think they need to reconsider that uh, down the line. Otherwise, there will be companies like Microsoft and such and, and, and Amazon that will try to compete with them in those areas. And quite frankly, those companies have a lot of experience um, with, with financial transaction systems, um, as it is, especially Microsoft and Amazon. Yeah, you know, when you talk about the Android, I know a lot of people who really are just die hard, they aren't, they aren't switching. So they'll have to come up with something on that. So, all right, Jason Cipriani, we'll go to you now for your final thoughts on this. Yeah, I think the other big portion, and we've kind of started to come to the crest of it, is education with mobile payments. And, and more specifically, educating vendors that the new equipment that they installed when the chip and pin switch happened a couple years ago is actually compatible with NFC payments. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of education on my own because I'm an early adopter, you know, my job is to test these things out. So I've had a lot of really awkward conversations with vendors and someone working the cash register that, hey, no, actually this does work, watch here, let's try it. And then, you know, have that conversation. But as a whole, um, I, I think education is a big key to mobile payment adoption, which has, you know, increased quite a bit over the last few years, but we're still not where it, you know, I can feel comfortable leaving my house without my wallet and using my phone the entire day to pay for everything um, between hardware and education. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just not there. Hopefully Apple Card will, will help push that forward by incentivizing, you know, using contactless payments to increase the daily cash rewards and in little parts like that, that actually forces the user to do the education instead of the vendors. Right, and educating is uh, definitely the key there. So Jason Perlow, before we wrap up here, anything else you wanna add? No, I mean, I, again, it, it, it's, all, it's all going to come down to terminal systems compatibility, but also confidence by the consumer um, that when they're engaging in an electronic transaction using an, an Apple Pay or any other similar payment system, that it's as or secure as the existing plastic and, and, and cash that they currently own. Um, uh, Jason and I have obviously gone back and forth on, uh, on Face ID um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not as hot on the technology as he is because I don't think it works perfectly, but it is an extremely secure technology. I will say that. So the fact that, that Apple Pay has two second factor authentication for every transaction that you do financially. So like, for example, previously, um, I believe Jason touch, a touch ID started with, with the iPhone six, um, and it's in the, up to the iPhone eight, iPhone 10 and higher, um, our, our face ID. Um, but regardless, both of those are a second factor authentication, factor authentication systems. So in, in order to make a purchase using uh, Apple Pay um, or Apple Card, um, you either have to use a thumbprint or you have to have a successful facial recognition uh, for the transaction to complete. Now, in the future, there may be iPhones that have both forms of authentication available, both Touch ID and Face ID. What we're hearing from the 2020 iPhone, not so much the iPhone 11 is what I understand, which is kind of a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to that. But regardless, multiple forms of authentication will, be, will become available so that um, there's no way that, that you could have an, an erroneous transaction or a forced transaction or a fake transaction or, or you know, a malicious transaction could occur. Um, you would literally have to be the person that executes that transaction, whether it's from your facial recognition or from your thumbprint. 
or whatever other technology comes down the road, um, multi-factor authentication is, is the name of the game when it comes to making these sort of purchases, and it is definitely safer uh, than, than the previous technologies we've used, um, and hopefully it will cut down on, on fraud and, and, and all those other things that have, that have you know, plagued us for years. You're right. And as with anything, just takes time, right, for people to embrace it and understand it. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed this installment of Jason Squared. For more discussions and debates, be sure to check us out on ZDNet and follow us on social media. Thanks for watching.